Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey Guardians, welcome to episode 69 of Fireteam Chat, and I am here in LA with Datto. Hello. What's up, Datto? How you doing? Good, good. Nice of you guys to uh, invite me down. This is nice. Yeah, down here. Nice set. Yeah, in our LA studio. Uh, I was visiting, and as it may happen, one of the uh, biggest people out there in the Destiny community. He's so humble. Look at him. But if you don't know Datto, uh, Datto does Destiny on YouTube. Check him out. But um, I did want to start with that. Tell us, yep. what is your specialty in this world? You know, some people focus on lore. Someone like Luminosity is just in trials all the time. What do you do in this part of the galaxy? Uh, so I like to take a really technical approach to things. You know, I'm, I'm big on like theory crafting and numbers and trying to figure out, you know, what, what are the best things to do and, and just generally you know, give people advice. What's the best this? How do I do this? What's the most efficient way to do this? And, you know, just otherwise provide perspectives that maybe not other people are giving. Yep. Yeah, what I've noticed about a lot of your coverage is like, especially when it comes to quests, when it comes to PvE type roles and recommending like what's good for you, um, you do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. What about in the, the uh, multiplayer Crucible world? Do you do much there? Uh, I don't do a whole lot, yeah. mainly because there's so many other people who already do it much better than I do mm -hmm. and who are much better players. And I'm like, they're, they're yeah. already really good. So yeah. if, if people want stuff, they can go to them. Right. Well, that, and that's what's great about the community is everybody has those, their specialty. And, right. you know, obviously with, what, well over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, right? Uh, 500,000. 500,000. Wow, sorry. Yeah. That was a huge correction <laughs> that I needed to make. So that was way off. I was like, should I be home? That's like, awesome. Technically, yeah. Technically, you were correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was. But anyway, uh, that's a great number. So he's way bigger yeah. than I even thought. So. Anyway, people love Datto is the point. Uh, if you're not already okay. subscribed, I already do. <laughs> um, but, but check them out. So, okay, so we're going to move on to the topics that we have in today's show. We were talking earlier. It has been mm -hmm. a little light, um, but they did release some of these specific patch notes for 2.2.02. Yeah. So let's just quickly go over what that's going to be. They gave the official language once again mm -hmm. for what's going to happen. So this is really just a reminder. Um, so 2.2.02. O2, if I said that right, is the one about melee attacks. So on May 10th, at 10 a.m. Pacific time, this is going to get patched. Right. Um, and here's what they said specifically about that melee stuff. So they fixed a bug that would start a melee target search from an incorrect position, frequently coming up short and causing the melee to whiff. Um, and then the second piece of this is adjust, they're going to adjust the melee strike validation logic and player position networking during melee attacks to improve reliability across the network. That's something that's too smart for me to really understand, and we'll just have to see how it works, I think. I mean, it's just <laughs> in layman's terms like, hey, your melee attacks aren't gonna stop short anymore. Yeah. Or not anymore, but not as often as it might happen now. Yeah. Did you find that's... that this was a problem for you? Um, did it actually, really stand out? Yeah, really? I, I was actually doing some PVP for, um, for some videos, uh, just for, like for background footage, and there were multiple times where I would go punch as a Titan and it would just stop short or it would just completely miss them. Uh, even though I would go through the animation, I was yeah. like, this melee, yeah. melee fixes are coming soon. Yep. 
Yeah, I, more I, liable. Yeah, I, I see it happen a lot in the Crucible. I'm a warlock, so thankfully I don't usually have to deal with this as a problem. This is yeah. a ridiculous amount of Because you can just punch from across the entire map yeah. anyway. So. Let's, let's not change that. <laughs> um, yeah, last week I was complaining about the uh, shoulder charge, and I got a lot of flack for it. Because I'm not yeah. a titan, which I admitted. I said I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, but I, I hate those one-hit wonders. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I was never a fan of res sniping. Uh, it seems like they've actually tweaked it a bit that it's not as bad as it was. I understand the skill level to it, but I just hated that, just that lack of control. And I always felt like Titans were like flying across the map and like yeah. running me It over. wasn't as much in year one, but definitely in year two, they've come into their own of just yeah. being able to zip across maps. Yeah, but um, but I do know that it's hard and I know that I don't play a Titan, so I apologize for if I made it sound that way it, last week. Speaking as a Titan, you don't see the other side of shoulder charge where the 17 other times you go to do it, yeah. you get shotgunned in the face. It doesn't work, yeah. I think what it is is there's a lot of Titans in matches sometimes, and mm. they're all coming at me doing the same thing, and yeah. that's what always has stood out to me. It's like, man. But anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> so they're going to be fixing it. It's actually going to be more effective, I think. More reliable, yep. yeah. Less less of that, uh, you know, locking on, but then, like, nothing happening, or you zipping 20 feet into the air and then coming back yeah. down or something weird like that. Uh, I know a lot of people have, you know, been complaining about Arcblade, hit registration not being that good, so mm -hmm. it should be much more reliable now. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just about Titans. I am curious if this uh, strike validation logic and then you know the player position networking mm -hmm. plays into it because I will have position or situations with Warlock where you know it just doesn't hit at the right time. Mm -hmm. It hits way after, or it just didn't do anything. That's very rare that it doesn't do anything, yeah. but um, I'm curious that, how... That might how be more of a latency it. thing, but... Yeah, I'm just wondering, but, does, it, yeah, does it help with that process in yeah. any way, well, Hopefully it will, because... Yeah, you know, any any I'm I'm a fan of any fixes. Yes, exactly. So, but it remains to be seen. Next week is when um, you know this releases again, May 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So look forward to that, and uh, we'll yep. have to to see how that works. Um, so we'll, there was a few other smaller fixes, uh, things like in the nightfall, the ghosts were not properly dropping a above your light level. How, how many times have they adjusted ghosts in the nightfall? It's like, first they weren't dropping enough. Yeah. Now they're dropping too much. Too much. Then we had to turn it down this. Yeah. And now they're not dropping high enough again. Yeah. And then we had to turn them down. Like I, I feel the same <laughs> way where it's like, place. why is the nightfall so tricky? Because I feel like the yeah. whole community out there is like, just roll a legendary something. Mm -hmm. Armor or gear. I, that's how I feel. Just roll something, because why not? And like, is that really going to like ruin the game? You know, yeah. that's how I feel. I don't, how do you feel about the Nightfall? Like, what do you think it should do for you as a um, one of the pieces of the end game every week? I mean, you know, it, it should provide something that can be better for you to use. You know, they, they made those uh, the loot changes, so, like, yep. loot's dropping more reliably at a higher light, kind of like what it was doing when you were leveling up in the Taken King. You know, you'd equip, let's say you were 210 light, okay? Then you're going to find drops that are, like, 215, 220. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what they did with the patch. So, yeah. you know, I think it, it fits with what the loot system is striving to do right now. And it's just, give me an item. And yeah. It's not going to be, you're not going to knock it out of the park every single time. It's RNG. Yeah. What are you going to do? It, but. It, I get it. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like when that clown horn drops. Like, it just, like, it really resonates yeah. that, you know what, I didn't, I did all that hard work. And sometimes it's legitimately hard, you know, yeah. depending on how it is. Um, I feel like that's where it's missing that you walk out of being like, why did I even bother? Mm -hmm. You know, well, at, eventually, like this was a problem pre-patch as well. Just you have people who are like 315 light going into the nightfall, which is a 280 activity. Being yeah. like, why didn't I get anything good? Yeah. Like you, you out leveled it. 
That's right. So you but, level it. <laughs> but that's where I think it's really interesting is like, let's make the nightfall. I think it needs to be complementary to the raid mm -hmm. um, because it does take a fairly significant amount of time, um, whether it's 20 minutes or 35, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the rewards should and could be better. Yeah. Um, like here's a good example. Like get a significant amount of um, Vanguard reputation in mm -hmm. exchange because now, meaning they're dropping really good Vanguard packages. Or right. That's just, you know, off the top of my head. But I feel like I, it, always with the updates, I play it for the first few weeks, and then, mm -hmm. like, you're done. Mm -hmm. But I would play it. It's just I don't have an incentive to, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, I, it's more of a tradition for me. And they do uh, now award much more reputation than they used to, which is a nice change because it used to reward a whole ton in year one, and then they yeah. toned it down. And it was like, well, now I'm... I yeah. had no reason to run this, but then they turn it back up. I was right. like, okay, good. Yeah, and it does. Now. It does give you more reputation, but I mean, sort of significant yeah. amount that really makes it worth it or something like that. Um, but really, quite honestly, I just want that package drop, and I think that's why I talk about the rep because yeah. I definitely am trying to cash in more bounties and do more things to get the the Vanguard drops. Yeah. Um, and same with Crucible now. You know, I'm always chasing. You know, trying to get a perfect long longbow, right. whatever it may be. Yeah, um, which is nice, and I feel like again, the Nightfall misses on that. Hmm. Anyway. I went off on the Nightfall tangent. That yeah. was not on the, the schedule. Um, let's move on to our third topic, which is streamalongs are yes. coming back. They never really left, I would say, but the team, you know, I think they had to get April out the door, uh, do some cleanup, and they're coming back. So let's talk a little bit about what's coming when and, uh, you know, what we think about it. Mm -hmm. So the first next one to come up is next week, and it's the Artists of Destiny on Wednesday, May 11th uh, on, at, um, sorry, 2016, I heard a really loud sound outside the door, like yeah. construction. We both mm -hmm. were like, oh, God. Um, so what they say is years of hard work can follow a moment of inspiration. Relive the panel discussion that we hosted at Emerald City Comic Con with the artists who created the original concept, concepts that shaped the development of worlds, characters, and the weapons of, in Destiny. I didn't see this one, did you? Uh, no, I didn't, no, I didn't see it either. I remember hearing about it, but um, I mean, I always love to hear about the art that goes into the world. It's one of those things you don't hear about enough. Right. Um, and I feel like we're deep enough into the world. There's a ton to talk about there, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So um, I would fire off your questions now to Deej and Eric McGurk and Cosmo and see if you can get in on uh, what their plan is. I don't know if they plan on having the exact same chat as they did um, at Comic-Con, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, which I'm very curious to, to know what you think about it, mm -hmm. uh, Jado, is... They're doing a raid-along for King's Fall, which is really cool. Uh, that is Wednesday, May 18th, the following week. And, um, you know, they basically just say they're going to face down Oryx, and a designer and a storyteller will provide expert commentary from the safety of the couch, of course. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they even talk about the lore, um, maybe, you know, as right. part of this. So, yeah, what you, we were talking about it earlier, you seem pretty interested in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big raid guy. Like, yeah. I raided super hardcore World of Warcraft for probably about four or five years. So I'm always really, really interested in finding out about design philosophy and like why do certain things a certain way and just kind of finding out how these things came to be. Yeah. Even, even just how they like started because, you know, something like Golgoroth could have started completely differently and then evolved into what we see yeah. now. Um, so th like that kind of stuff, when they did it with uh, Crota's End, I thought it was cool. And, you know, it, this, this raid is much more mechanically inclined it's yeah. much more like a vault of glass where you, you have those mechanics and i think mechanically they did a great job with it so yeah. I'm, I'm really wondering you know like where what did they do from like okay we did crota's end and 
we wanted to do this, but yeah. how are we going to make King's Fall different? Like, what feedback did we get from Crota's End and maybe Vault of Glass, that, and how could we apply it to King's Fall yeah. if they needed to do that? Yeah, yeah, no, and I do think that happened. I'm really curious as well if they'll talk about, you know, I always wonder with the challenge modes, you know, mm -hmm. how do they come up with that? Um, they probably won't talk about this, but, like, why is it just one challenge? You know, why wasn't there more than one challenge? Mm -hmm. um, but well, I, I could I could take a guess. I yeah. mean, I think I remember them saying that they designed the hard mode first and then nerfed it down into mm. normal mode. So that way, you know, they didn't have to make they the did, normal yeah. fight and then figure out, like, okay, we have this. How are we going to make this harder without just, like, bumping up health bars? Um, mm. So, I, but I also think, like, there might not be as much wiggle room mm -hmm. to do those kind of challenges because, once again, they probably didn't start with challenge. They started with hard. Yeah. But I don't I, know for a fact. I think that's part of it. It's I remember hearing about challenge mode is coming. I was like, oh, cool. And yeah. it's going to be this new weekly or monthly thing. And then everyone's like, no, that's it. Um, yeah. So whatever. It, it's still fine. It just it doesn't give you as much reason to go back. Like, yeah, I saw you recently went in and did, like, what, all sidearms or something. Yeah, sidearm um, Golgoroth. <laughs> that must have been fun. It, I mean, it, it is fun. It's, it's fun to kind of flip things on their head and just do yeah. things from a different perspective and really go nose to the grindstone yeah. with... with Stuff like that. But see, I thought that type of stuff might show up. I mean, that would be pretty demanding. That would be extreme, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like, for example, what made that, did, was that one pretty interesting? Like, how did you get his gaze with the sidearm, for example? Did I mean, you... it's, it's really not that bad. We, yeah. I allowed people to use their primary weapon to oh. get his gaze. Okay. But we, I tried to make it so you had to use your sidearm as much as possible, so you could only damage him with the sidearm. You yeah. could only kill Thrall in the pit with the sidearm. Oh, like, really? If you were in that pit, you needed your sidearm. Could you pull supers? Uh, yes, okay. supers. You could storm call the the pit yes, if you needed yes. to. Yes, <laughs> With, without supers, that fight would be I pretty think, difficult, especially with sidearms yeah. only. Well, somebody now is going to do it on a drum set. I'm, I'm uh, sure. Without, yeah. <laughs> so that's the next challenge. But anyway, I'd love to hear him talk about challenge mode. But actually, specifically on Oryx, um, I always found it really interesting that nobody did um, right. Nobody did the eight bomb strategy before, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it was pretty rare. Yeah. I mean. I remember trying to do like uh, you know like the sixteen orb thing because I saw it on Reddit once. Yep. And early yeah, 16, on, that's what I meant. Uh, it crashed your game. Really? Yeah. That wow. that was the problem that me and my group had is that we <laughs> I remember getting to the last part, blowing up the bombs three times in a row, and all three times someone different crashed their their game crashed. I remember something like that happening yeah. as well in my group, and then also just that was the time when also the ogre was. Um, uh, warping, yeah, which it, it was definitely a problem. Like you kind of just wanted to do it stage by get rid of the bombs one by one because it got pretty precarious, right? If you didn't, basically. Um, but anyway, that is May eighteenth. I think that one will be really interesting um, to hear about. And so the last one they're going to do, at least announced so far, is the following Wednesday, May twenty fifth, um, and they're going to be talking about the Crucible. And yep. so they don't say who's going to be on that one, but they just talk about there's going to be some pro tips, yeah. creative notes, and like architectural tours on every world in Destiny. So uh, it should be fun. Yeah. Cool. So that's stream along schedule. The next topic, I am especially lucky and happy yes. to have Datto here for this. What convenient timing. <laughs> we, we, the, the update went live like right as we were recording, right before we were recording this. So yeah. the high scores that they always send out for Challenge of the Elders, your number one team, is none other than Datto's. Congratulations. Woo! Yeah, he was like, we were glancing and he was like, whoa, I won. Yeah. Um, I just I completely forgot that they do that in the weekly update. And there was yeah, your name. I didn't run 
uh, Prison of Elders this week because I was playing Overwatch and Battleborn, and I totally forgot about the previous week because that's when you know this yep. comes out, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. we got it. So let's a couple. <laughs> let's first go over the scores and and who got them. Sure. And then I want to come back to like the strategy because this okay. will be really interesting because I actually want to try this, but it's probably a time suck. We'll see. Okay, so. Number one team, high score. Maybe you just talk about your team real fast. You guys got 79,860 points. Yep. Who are the team members, and uh, do you play with them often? Uh, yes, so these guys are both in my clan math class. Um, Leopard Stealth, uh, very frequent player. Striker, also very frequent player. Mm -hmm. I think we were playing all Hunters. Okay. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll go we'll get the into that in a second. In a sec. Cool, so you play with these guys all the time. Yeah. Uh, in second place, sorry, so close, but really high score, honestly, um, is Falcons, Reeferman77, and Rage underscore Apocalyptic. And in third place, really close, was 66,710, and that was um, Shanika830, Sean Bless, and Mighty Minds1. Congratulations to everyone who made the list. I, I always check that every week. Um, and I know that without trying, my name's not just going to randomly show up. So, on that note, like when scatter grenades and, sorry, uh, the scatter grenades trick in the um, replenish and uh, what was it, the one where your grenades actually give you bonus damage two weeks ago? Uh, catapult. Catapult, is, that's is, it. Uh, I'm sorry. Is fast restoration of, of grenade energy. That's it. Yeah. See, that's a specialty. He knows all these names. But anyway, I thought that was going to be like the highest opportunity. I was chucking scatter grenades like crazy, and they just kept replenishing because mm -hmm. I had on uh, the nothing manacles. Uh, so you got two of those. So anyway, last week was actually really challenging, right? Um, do you remember what the modifiers were? Yeah, roughly? it was. I know one of them was trickle. I don't remember the other one. And trickle made things pretty. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like basically your your um, super really didn't or nothing, all your cooldowns really were slow. They were super slow. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I think you got an overshield or a more shield or something, right? But then it just didn't um, replenish after that Oh, is that, was that exposure? I think exposure, exposure might have been week? on. Okay. Anyway, I might have it wrong. Regardless. Yeah. So it was a hard one. There was nothing mm -hmm. really good about it, as I recall. Yeah, it, it, there was nothing that made it easier. Yeah. So, what did you guys do to get this high score? How much planning, or did it just happen? Uh, you know, uh, Leopard does like a very early stream on Tuesday to kind of like investigate, you know, what the challenge is that mm -hmm. week, and then he'll come to me, you know, he'll probably text me and be like, okay, here's what we got to do. So, for this week, uh, he discovered that throwing knives um, awarded precision damage and melee damage bonuses. Hmm. So, oh, yeah. for every kill that you got with a headshot throwing knife, you would get both point modifiers. That's right. That's right. Melee was the bonus. There was that bonus. Yeah. But that's a pretty tough one to use. Yeah. So throwing knives count, but then that you also get, on top of that, you get the precision kill. So basically, you spec'd for two throwing knives mm -hmm. on Gunslinger. Uh, you spec'd so whenever you got a precision kill with a knife, you would, get, you would just get it right back. So basically, <laughs> we, me and Stryker would go tap everything, we would all be using Monte Carlo because it would, it would restore uh, melee energy whenever you hit something, and then if you killed something, you, you had a chance to get a full uh, melee yeah. charge back. So we would all run around with Monte Carlo, we would tag all the enemies, then Leopard would go knife, 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 knife. <laughs> Once all the ads were dead, go to the boss, everyone would restore mm -hmm. their melee energy, especially Leopard, uh, and then we would just repeat that process. <laughs> I believe Stryker and I were both Night Stalkers with um, just like maximum orb generation, so that we that way we would um, 
We would create orbs, mm -hmm. bonus orbs, every single wave of enemies. Yeah. Uh, it starts a little slow, but then ramps yeah. up. Uh, so you just fade, you just feed each other orbs nonstop. I get a bow, then he gets a bow, then I get a bow from his bow, and then he gets a bow from my bow that I got from his bow. And, and with, were you getting um, the points from the supers? So that was, yes. That so was it, so yeah. you would you would get bonus uh, you would get bonus points for the assists and then you would get bonus points for creating orbs. Oh yeah, right, because of all the tether, so you yeah. just get a ton of assists. And, and, and plus, tether it. actually deals like a very tiny amount of damage when it tethers something. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have to worry about going around and like yeah. tagging things. It yeah. would just do it automatically do it for automatically. me. So I think that run that we did took about fifty minutes to hmm. complete because you have to. If, if he loses both of his knives or he misses or something like that, you, kinda, you need to wait for him to get his knife back. Um, before going on a killing spree. Right, basically. exactly. Hmm. Um, so to get his knife energy back, if he ran out, he would just go shoot the boss with his Monte Carlo, get a knife back, and then we would continue the process. Gotcha. What I've always wondered, uh, having not strived for this high score challenge yet, is you know when it says you're taking too much time, mm -hmm. is that an absolute no-no or do you use it to your advantage like oh no, whatever I we, lost we we don't even regard it as being yeah. there like That's it helps to go as quickly as you can don't get me wrong but if you're going for a high score you need to be getting like every single kill needs to be of that point modifier for the week plus assists from the other two people in the group yeah so if you if you're not doing that you're not getting the maximum point value for every enemy and therefore you're not getting a high score. Whereas the point, uh, the point loss that you suffer from time, really not that much. Yeah, that's what really I noticed. Really not that much. It, yeah, it seems to me that that was it, is like each wave of enemy is your opportunity to maximize your combos, so to speak. Right. And so make sure you're doing that. Obviously, if you can perfect getting through each wave as quickly as possible, but eventually you run out of waves, right? Right. And so yeah. that's it. Um, so don't worry. It sounds like don't worry too much about that. Yeah, do do what you can. But if you know if you're waiting like three minutes for a knife to come back, maybe you just stab one in the face and move on. Cool. Um, do you know what the modifiers were for this week? Have you had a chance to look uh, in there yet? I believe supers gave you uh, the bonus points. I don't know the okay. other two modifiers though. I haven't had a chance to okay. do prison right. elders this week. Do you think you're going to try to go for the high score challenge again? I think you have to. Uh, yeah. We might give it a <laughs> shot uh, over the weekend. I'll, yeah. I'll see who's around. All right. Yeah. Always the destiny response. I pretty yeah. much do the same thing. I mean, at this point, we're clocked so many hours that, um, I mean, it's one of yeah. those things. It's like, maybe I'll trials. That's what I do. I'm like, maybe I'll play trials. Maybe I'll hop yeah. in and do Challenge of Elders. We'll see. Okay, let's move on to uh, one of our last topics, hide and seek. So not everybody's heard about this. So mm -hmm. some of you out there might be like, what are you talking about hide and seek? Is it some new mode? Yeah. Um, it's not a new mode exactly, but, um, you know, we might all remember going around patrols and saying, let's race. And the next thing you know, racing was a thing. So what it is, I'll let you describe. Back SRL. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we can maybe, maybe we'll see if we can squeeze some time in on SRL. But uh, hide and seek is a thing because the HUD, you can flip off. So your radar goes away. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about what it is um, and how to play it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I played uh, probably about two hours with uh, Githalion and yep. T-Rex and like a whole bunch of those guys. Um, and basically you just, you turn off your HUD, you load into Vault of Glass, uh, or just some raid activity where you're actually going to be able to go hide. Yeah. You know. You need um, a big space. You, you need a big space, but you also want to have a lot of people. If you're just doing it with three people, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so we would load, we loaded into Vault of Glass. We, we hid in a spot like around like the big donut of Venus, you know, like 
not inside like the like Ishtar. outside the door uh yeah like outside the door and like the areas kind of like that that make that big loop yeah that you can do uh and when you just hide you turn off your hud and you'd let the other person try and find you and it is tough yeah it, it sounds like and this is what happens when you make games up is you realize you're like oh well we you were saying something to me before that i thought was interesting you're like it'd probably be better if you set some different parameters right mm -hmm. Yeah, um, because like, wasn't somebody like hiding in a tree somewhere? Or, like... There were some pretty BS hiding spots, <laughs> and it's just, you know, like I, I kind of hid one, one, one of my spots was just kind of like hiding in between two rocks with a bush partially covering me, and I put on like <laughs> a black and green shader. Oh, you changed your shader. That's so and, cool. And like, it was, <laughs> like I had to give hints because they were just never gonna find. Like they actually searched that area for me went past me and then moved on to the next area. I'm like, okay, they're never gonna get me if I don't say a better hint for these guys. So it is pretty, pretty hard if you're hiding in a lot of these kind of BS spots. Have you heard of anyone trying to uh, adapt it any more than this yet? Like, um, uh, not like these are the main rules you've heard of, right? Like mm -hmm. set a basic parameter and then maybe you can give some hints, but that's about yeah, it so that, far. That's right? really about it. Um, you know, I think, a smaller, small, start small, and yeah. then if you want to go big, go big when you're playing with your friends, because it can be, it can be a while to find someone. Yeah, I think that's good advice, right? Like, don't set it too large of an area. Start, and if you're finding each other too easily, then expand it. Right. But don't start really big, because you might actually yeah. just find that you're really frustrated playing yeah. this thing. It'll, so. it would be like 20 minutes to find one yeah. person. But if you need something to do, uh, I do think it's interesting. Yeah. What I was thinking about is like maybe there's, uh, I forgot how to play this game. It was called Kick the Bucket. You remember? There's like this old like kids game in a neighborhood where uh, I forget why and how. We'll look, we'll look up Kick the Bucket. Okay. But you had to sort of return to the bucket and do something. But I was thinking like in this type of game, maybe there's a way to get, um, you have to sort of go back to a point as part of the hide and seek and who's ever last to do it or I don't know. Uh, Throw your grenade in something. Yeah. But um, anyway, maybe come up with some suggestions. How uh, Try hide and seek. How could we maybe adapt it? Uh, I'd be really interested to check that out. Yeah. Um, I remember when, this is a big throwback, when Battlefield 1942 came out. Mm -hmm. uh, or. 42, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, was it 41 or 42? Because yeah. they made 43. Um, anyway, when it came out, I literally was not playing multiplayer. I was going around with the um, the detonator packs and just blowing up because like the vehicles would <laughs> yeah. like, fly across the map. And I was just spending all my time doing that. But I do like that the worlds are big enough and Destiny has some of that. You can yeah. you can mess around and do some stuff like this. And it's cool that the HUD being able to be turned off turned into something like this. Right, so. yeah. Among other things, which cool. I think is, is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the HUD's been great for a lot great, more things. Great for content creation, great for creativity. allows people to do really, really cool, like, machinima stuff, and it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff has been coming out. In fact, uh, this week, what was the um, the video? We just saw it. Um, the video of the week, I have uh, it right here. I was here. like, what is love, uh, the... Yeah, that's right. It's um, it the what is love parody where they're all, like, bobbing their heads, and so... Yeah. Check it out. It's actually a really fun video, but with the HUD off, you can just see, yeah. you know, how much nicer it is. It just looks nicer. It looks. It's nice to not have, like, the ammo bar on the on the bottom left. Yeah, exactly. So we have only a little more time left. As much as I'd love to talk SRL, mm -hmm. I actually, now that I think about it, um, I know you don't play a ton of uh, multiplayer, but just in general, I'm a huge Fusion fan. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you are, but number one, uh, Trials this week, Asylum is back. I yep. love Asylum. Good map. Um, yeah, it's on Venus. It's nice and condensed. I think it's actually one of the best Trials maps because you're not 
down huge sniper lanes from too far from each other. Right. Um, but fusions for me in year one, um, my Purifier 7 was my like favorite thing ever. And it had like uh, feeding frenzy and even without, I don't even think it has brace frame or anything, but it was just awesome. Yeah. It was just like destructive in the raid, you know, like the, um, it was void. So I was just killing Praetorians um, and everything. But anyway, I love fusions. I'm yeah. curious, like, do you like fusions a lot? What do you think of the changes? I'm super excited that they are like, Back. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'd say they're they're certainly more back than they were yeah. in any of year two because yeah. they had that really awful nerf that confused a lot of people. Yeah. There, I remember Bungie was saying like, yeah, in our playtest, like people were destroying with fusion rifles, so we had to nerf them. Like, no one's really ever destroyed with fusion rifles yeah. except very early year one. Yes. So to have some of that stability finally return to the fusion rifle and make them. Slightly more viable in PvP is a very nice thing. I was playing around with Plan C. Plan C was yeah. one of my favorite weapons in the game. Yeah, it's um, awesome. And it's significantly more usable now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely think they're in a much, much better spot in PvP than they ever were in year two. Yep. Yeah, I've just always enjoyed them, but absolutely, like, when Taken King came out, um, I just mostly stopped. It just wasn't yeah. a thing. And actually, I used to use... Um, just made me forget the name of it. It's the one that uh, kicks like five times in a row. Pocket Infinity. Pocket Infinity, geez. See, I used to use it like all the time, but I just don't even touch it because it's still yeah. year one. Um, but maybe now that fusions are fixed, maybe they'll think of bringing it It's a it fun back. gag weapon, although with all the with all the special ammo changes, yeah. it makes those, like Telesto as well, it makes yep. those kind of spammy weapons a little bit harder to do. You got to like stockpile a whole bunch and then yeah. just blow your load on like in like three bursts and they're yeah. like okay guess i'm not getting any more special ammo in this game yeah exactly i i do often brag about the rescue mag feature i have on my ash raven's flight from uh, that's, iron yeah. banner which like at first like i just liked always having ammo but it was pretty you know plentiful yeah. but now that they've changed the rules i've been really fortunate they did i think nerf rescue mag just a tad mm -hmm. um i forget when but i feel like i'm not getting it as much as i was like several months ago but um, anyway, fusions are cool. If you haven't checked them out, yeah. go check them out. But obviously, still, still kind of tough to use. There's definitely finesse there. You know, you're not going to be running around like with a shotgun or no. anything like that. Yeah, you definitely got to be a little more cautious. But they're much better now. Much yep. better. Yeah, fusions are generally thought of as there's like I'm putting no the reactionary, or there's a little bit of premeditated murder, and then there's really like the you're planning way ahead. Right. Um, there's a, those three categories is kind of how they're thought about. I find in general, though, that the, the reactionary fusions, um, they'll be fine for PvE or whatever, but mm. they're usually not high enough impact to do enough in the Crucible. Yeah, usually the, the faster-firing fusion rifles have a bit more kick to them, which makes them a little more unreliable. But then you have the slower-firing ones, which are just like a perfect laser, but mm -hmm. obviously they take forever to fire, so you got to find that nice balance of like, well, do I want to be more precision with it, mm -hmm. or do I want to be more spur of the moment? Yeah, and it's, exactly. a, it's a lot of relying on positioning and, and having good positioning. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much swear by uh, Ash Raven's flight. If you can get it out of Iron Banner, which now is you know you got to wait. Just for that. ended. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, with Brace Frame is awesome. Um, but you can pick up the one at Future War Cult has Brace Frame. It's a lot like the Thesen, and the Thesen is just a really good gunsmith Thesen fusion. Is a very good fusion. Yeah, so that shows up in the gunsmith all the time. So just look for it, sit on it until it gets a Brace Frame roll at least. Um, ideally, it would come with some other stuff, but um, even if you get it with brace frame, it's really good. Yeah, so. very solid. 
Um, so that's basically it for our show, unless there was anything else that you wanted to cover about the latest updates and greatness out there. No, not particularly. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we covered a lot on today's show. I do want to, once again, uh, have you tell everybody, where do they find you um, all around this world of destiny? Sure, you can find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash destiny. Uh, I do some Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash dado, and you can find me on Twitter, at Dado's Destiny, all one word. There you go. Um, well, I'm going to go through our usual rundown of uh, the, sure. the Fireteam Chat, where to find us. Uh, we did just start a YouTube channel, slash Fireteam Chat, um, so check that out. Subscribe to us there. Um, IGN, of course, has its show pages. You can find the podcast out there. Drop a review if you can and are listening. We'd really appreciate that. And get in the comments. I always want to reinforce that. Um, you know, there's too many people that still do that whole, like, uh, people still play this game. Admittedly, we did say that at the beginning of the show, sort of like we didn't say quite that, but it's like, man, yeah. we we do want more content. It's starting to be a stretch now that we're getting mm -hmm. through it. But the point is, like, there's there's a, it, yeah. a lot to do, and it is not a crime to go play a game with your friends. Is my point, and I see too much of no, that in the stop comments. Stop liking things I don't like. Please. Yeah, exactly. It drives <laughs> me nuts, right, that people have that attitude. So get in the comments, make it yours instead of letting them um, destroy our space. And um, that's pretty much it for today's show, which was episode 69. Thank you once again, Dado. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but we do a little outro. You don't have to do it. Okay. But we sort of say, until next time, Guardians out. Okay. Do you want to give it a try? Sure. <laughs> Some people, like, cringe. They're like, oh, God. I'll do, so I'll do it. Let's do it with Dado. Here we go. So until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.